0: Dawn and Steve are here, and so is February, a leap month year is upon us, and we want to hear from you, 800-555-7898.
1: Well, I'm telling you, when you talk about taking the next step in your walk with Jesus Christ, and you hear the truths of God's Word, I think sometimes it just kind of hits you like, I don't know, a brick wall. Because what you hear from the word is so different than maybe what you're hearing, even from uh, other fellow believers, you're hearing from Christian culture. I hope it's not what you're being supported in your church, but it could be. Mm -hmm. When it's different than what scripture tells us. And peace, we know that peace that passes understanding is available to every Christ follower. And yet, if we don't experience that, the question would be, why? What's going on that peace does not reign despite circumstances? Because we want our circumstances to change. I don't think there's any. We can be honest about that. We would like for those circumstances to bring the peace. But that is not what the Bible says.
0: No. There is a peace that surpasses understanding that comes from that relationship with Jesus. Now, one of the other things that I think we can sometimes see play out is that people can have peace without joy in Jesus. Sure. And I think that is kind of a potentially scary thing. You know, we say we want peace with God and we understand that that comes through a relationship with Christ, but it's potentially scary Mm -hmm. when we find ourselves at a distance from God and we still have peace in our lives. Because to me, that's kind of indicating that, okay. I have let sin creep in enough that my heart begins to harden. I begin to not listen to the the conviction and the prompting of the Holy Spirit and I'm just going to go about my own merry little way because yeah. I'm good.
1: I I can think of so many times we've had different conversations even here on the air where folks have either called in or shared that they have peace about doing something that the scriptures clearly teach against. yeah, And that's what you're talking about there. Just exactly. going your own way, but you've deluded yourself into thinking that it's okay because you don't have any check in your spirit. You're going full. Th- I mean, the Lord hasn't stopped you, which, you know, if you look back at the Pharisees, he didn't stop them either. He let them go all the way to arresting Jesus, putting him on the cross. Obviously, there's his plan in that. And yet there is his plan still at work in our disobedience. He will bring us back and there will be consequences. But you're talking about something that is a dimension that that would bring the check in your spirit. And that is to come back to having joy in Jesus alongside the peace that he gives us.
0: That's right, because I think one of the most scary things that we could potentially buy into is to think that because we have a sense of peace in our lives and we think we're at peace with God while we're still living in in our sinful decisions and behavior, and especially apart from Christ, we're at enmity with God, right? Right. And to be able to say, well, I know God's okay with this because I've got peace about it. When it's the wrong thing, that is a scary, scary place to be if you're really going to be honest about about this and and really going to be vulnerable enough to say, okay, this is where I am at.
1: That's huge right there. Vulnerability. Uh,
0: Yeah. So are we willing to ask the question, man, am I truly at peace with God? Do I have his peace in my life, or have I just kind of talked myself into? Well, I'm I'm have peace because I don't feel maybe his conviction or anything. And and as you pointed out, peace without the joy of a relationship with Christ, it's kind of a scary thing.
1: It is a scary thing. It I to me the most uh, the fear that it brings is just that desensitization to the move of the Holy Spirit of God, not Don Ray's spirit, not another friend's spirit, or even something that might be counseled to me in a good devotional, a well-intended devotional. But what the Lord would teach me from his word, peace without joy in Jesus, scary place. Yeah, it is. D Eaton has written a great article about this. We'll get it to our Facebook page. Happy also to get it to you should you want it via text. You just let us know, 800-555-7898. It may take us down a path, too, of trusting our own
0: merit. Yeah, and that's something that I think could be easy for us to do. Yeah. You know, we compare ourselves to those around us. We compare ourselves to culture, and we may think that God approves of us because we're a good person. And maybe we're even doing a lot of really good things, mm-hmm. you know, teaching Sunday school, leading a Bible study, serving at a homeless shelter, whatever. You're, you're doing good stuff, right? And you're not cheating on your income taxes or your spouse or any of that stuff. You're you're good. But if our confidence begins to be in those things, the kind of person we are, or the kind of person we think we are, mm-hmm. man, if we begin to trust in our own merit instead of trusting in Christ that is another reason to say okay that piece i have is a potentially scary and dangerous kind of piece
1: it's like you're on autopilot that's what i recognize in my life is that there are times i'm just on autopilot doing mm-hmm. the things the lord has called me to doing the things that i kind of want to do and fill in and then you realize oh i am trusting in my own merit and we are saved by faith apart from good works that's true and then christ has created things for us to do in Ephesians two ten, He talks about that. So where are we on autopilot and where are we trusting him and following what he has for us?
0: There's a lot more to yes. this conversation and we're going to continue that. But if you want to jump in, feel free. The number to call or text is 800-555-7898. That's 800-555-7898. You can also weigh in on the Facebook page, Don and Steve in the morning.
1: We're looking at when we have peace, why we have peace. And if we don't have peace, what's going on there? Whether it's something that just puts us on autopilot, something that we have decided we want so badly that we kind of squelch the spirit of God. And Mm -hmm. uh, you can sear
0: your own conscience by following the
1: ways of the world and the ways of the flesh.
0: I think you can even do it following good things.
1: I I do too. I really think that when we get on autopilot and we're not sensitive anymore to the spirit of God because this is the good thing I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Then we don't have his peace and we're wondering why I'm doing all these things. I'm doing all the right you. stuff. Yep. Yeah, it's true. So things get dry and barren and we're kinda left wondering, wait a minute, what happened? I'm not doing bad things.
0: Uh, right. I'm <sighs> I so resonate with that because I think I went through a season like that where I was doing a lot of really good things, right? Bible studies and teaching this and leading that and being a part of this thing. And it, it was all good stuff. Sure. It was all quote unquote Christian stuff uh-huh. around the Bible, and around Jesus. But it was too much stuff. Too much. And that too much became a checklist to make sure that everything got done. Right, and so the moment it becomes the checklist, boy, there there was a sense of peace in that, like, I know I'm doing good things, uh-huh. but the barrenness and the dryness begins to creep in when our walk with Jesus gets reduced down to the checklist.
1: Isn't it interesting, too, you can be in Bible studies and have no hunger for the Word
0: of God? right. You're just looking for the right answer.
1: You are. You're not I,
0: looking for Jesus.
1: Get it done yeah. so I can participate, and and that is where that dry, that weariness, the barrenness, if you will, in mm-hmm. your in your soul and in your heart is. If we truly have no hunger for God's word, it, it's kind of like ashes in our mouths. I, that's I love that imagery, as hard as it is to hear, that it can become that unless we're in trouble. Then we're going to try to pull out right. every verse that we can and we're gonna stand on those those t-shirt verses as I call them and cry out to the Lord and then things will calm down and it's like oh, okay Bible back on the shelf here we go whoa 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 these are signs like yeah. to each of us that we might be going through this dry period and and lacking the peace that we are so searching for and he's making available right we just got to back it up a little bit
0: well and you even talk about And then comes the trouble, right? And so then we we want the peace of God. Maybe we reach out to that uh, for that, Um, but then when life gets smooth sailing again, the Bible goes back on the shelf. I think the other thing is when we have the peace that is self manufactured. When the trouble comes, that's a really good indicator as to whether or not that peace is from God or that peace is self manufactured. Uh Because when calamity comes, when it's a bad diagnosis, when whatever that bad thing is, yeah. when that comes and you've got the peace of God, you can acknowledge that, man, life is miserable. This is hard. I'm even fearful, but I'm going to take those you know, anxieties and, and give them to the Lord. And there's a peace that comes even in the midst of the calamity. But when that peace was self-manufactured and the calamity comes... That peace is out the window for sure.
1: Yes. And I think oftentimes you might experience, I had not experienced this except in the last year or two years, which is one reason I'm so thankful we have people like Phil Herndon and things that come in because, like, your soul is at peace and your body is not so much. And it has everything to do with the things we've experienced. And yet, God, in his goodness, in his spirit, holds you so you like your soul is at rest I, that's why i love it as well with my soul yeah. i'm mean, I have a coffee mug that says it is well with my soul because that is that's the juxtaposition right that you've got anxiety in your body and yet god is holding you he is with you and we can face death because right. of the relationship with christ as he holds us i think of when stephen was stoned And Paul, Saul was standing there persecuting believers and Stephen looked up and Jesus was with him. Yeah. That to me is such a beautiful picture of him being with us as the saints transition into glory, to be with him forever. The peace in those moments that come because death is fierce. I mean, the enemy brought about death to rob us. Yep. of something It rob us of life, rob us of joy for sure. And yet Jesus said, "No, I have the keys."
0: Yeah, and when we're in relationship with Him, those words that we find in First Corinthians fifteen, "Death where is your sting, great yes. wears your victory," those words can ring true. But when we don't have the peace of God, it's that self-manufactured peace again. Then when death comes, it's a fearful thing.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Right, but apart. From Christ, I understand why death is so scary, right? But when we're in Christ and we're in deep relationship, intimate relationship with him, we may not enjoy the process of dying. Sure. But death itself doesn't have to be scary at all. Because we know where we're going to go, where we're going to be, and who we're going to be with. who we're going to be with. Exactly. So if you are interested in a copy of this article we've been kind of referencing, I'd love to get that to you. You're going to find the link on our Facebook page, Don and Steve in the Morning, and encourage you to check that out if you want to dive a little bit deeper.
1: And that's where you're going to find an article that we just talked about a few minutes ago talking about the peace, peace that our souls desire, long for, and what we might be Thinking is peace, but we're kind of deluding ourselves. And that's a scary place to be. The good news is the Lord will answer that very heart's cry and and show us where we find the peace that passes understanding. He talks about that in both Isaiah and Philippians. So you want to bridge the Old and the New Testament. And yet, Steve. If you don't have that personal relationship with God, this is a moment that I think even somebody that's been going to church for a long time, that has been doing the Bible studies and all the right things, we need to stop and think, Lord, have I truly repented? Am I trusting you for what we call salvation, for, for eternal life? Am I trusting that you've paid the penalty for my sin? Because if we've never taken that step, That is certainly why peace is eluding us, because we don't know the one who is perfect peace. We just celebrated Christmas, and that's one of his names. He is perfect peace, but not having a relationship with him, then that is going to stay elusive.
0: Right. You're never going to have that peace if we don't know him. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament talks about being in Christ, and we're in Christ as his spirit is in us. And so you're like, okay. What would that mean for me? What does that look like? Well, it looks like repenting of our sin. And repent is just one of those theological Bible words that talks about turning, Uh turning away from your sin and turning to Jesus, believing that He is who He says He is and He's accomplished what He said He accomplished. His death and resurrection not only paid for our sins, but His resurrecting from the grave conquered sin, conquered death. And because of that, our sins can be paid for by him. Now, it's a little bit like, you know, when you have a a birthday or a Christmas rolls around and somebody wants to give you a gift, right? They can go buy the gift. But you're not going to get that gift if you don't receive that from the person who's offering it to you. I could buy you a birthday gift, Don, but if you never take it as I offer it to you, it could be intended for you, but it's not yours until you take possession of it. Christ stands and said, I am offering you forgiveness. I am offering you my peace. I'm offering you an eternity with me in heaven. Do you want that? Yep. We have to receive that. And how do we receive that? By repenting of our sin, turning from that, turning to Christ, believing he is who he says he is. He did what he said he would do. And then walking with him the rest of our lives. And, And we would love for you to, if you're Want to know more about this To go check out our website
1: All you have to do To get more information About the depth of love Christ has for you Is go to mymoodyradio.org. Upper right hand corner How to know Christ We've given scripture verses there And there's even Dr. Mark Job Who teaches on bold steps He's the president of MBI He has such a heart To teach and tell People, the good news of the gospel. And that's what this is. This is gospel, good news that Jesus has provided a way that we can know. I, I kept thinking while you were talking about Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, for by grace, you're talking about the gift. And he talks about that in those couple of verses, that it is a free gift he is offering. We take it, we receive it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. It's, you know, the works that he's prepared for us since before eternity uh, or before time as we know it began, that's in Christ. That's Mm -hmm. after coming to him. That's after turning, as you're talking about, in repentance away from sin and turning to the one who paid the penalty, which is death, by the way. Death is the penalty for sin. We deserve that because we have a sin nature, and that's hard in our culture to hear that we deserve anything because we think we deserve nothing but good. Just bring it all on. I'll take all the blessings, forget all the accountability, but listen, that nature you and I both have, we both have a sin nature, and Christ said, I have come to give you life. I'll take your sin nature. I'll pay the penalty for you so that you can walk not only in new life here, but new life forever in eternity.
0: That's right. MyMoodyRadio.org, the top right-hand corner, How to Know Christ. So, again, that website, MyMoodyRadio.org, And we would love to connect with you there. A lot of videos and uh, things we're talking about, people we're talking to. Those videos are posted there on the YouTube channel. So, again, that is at Don and Steve. Well, we're glad you're with us on this Groundhog Day. And in case you missed it a little bit earlier, Punxsutawney Phil did not. See his shadow, which means nope. short winter. Happy about that.
1: I'm all about it.
0: Yeah. So it, I have never watched what they do there in uh, Gobbler's Knob oh, no. in Pennsylvania before. I mean, I've, I've seen the pictures, but to actually watch all the pop, the circumstance, the buildup and all of that, I was watching that earlier this morning and uh, it looks like fun. Looks like a place where th- those people are ready to have a good time. It,
1: just 30,000 people showed yeah. up this morning in Gobbler's Knob. Go- Gobbler's Knob.
0: Gobbler's Knob. And uh, they Dobbler's said there was gob. a huge <laughs> influx ever since 1993 when that Groundhog movie came out. Oh, that, that was the thing. That was the thing. that I mean, huh. they, they would always do this, but sure. they noticed a, a big change in attendance after that movie there.
1: Makes sense to me. I can't hear just the term Groundhog Day without seeing Bill Murray come to my mind. Sure. One of those iconic things that is just part of cult, pop culture. So it doesn't surprise me that that was kind of the impetus that made it get very popular. Everybody wanted to come out, and I'm sure all of the uh, vendors, retailers are thinking... Any excuse to
0: I, that has got to be great line. for their local economy. So good, right? So why not embrace it, make it a big old thing, and yeah, it probably brings in quite a bit of uh, money to to that community there. But yes, today is Groundhog's Day. But you know what else it is? Huh? It is National Tater Tot Day.
1: Oh, why <sighs> do you start with the food?
0: I because you got me looking <laughs> at this national calendar day. <laughs> And so I Let's never ever was aware of any of this stuff until I met you.
1: You're welcome.
0: And now I'm looking at this, and I'm like, oh, National Tater Tot Day. That's kind of cool because I love tater tots. Mm-hmm. I did not realize that originally tater tots um, became a thing because people were trying to figure out what to do with the excess after making French fries.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's so that's pretty cool. There are these these brothers who, along with their brother-in-law, they started uh, dabbling in frozen food. They're out in uh, Idaho and Oregon area, right? And they get this plant where they can make French fries because people were doing the frozen French fry thing. And they had this little excess that they were just, well, what do we do with this? Maybe we'll just feed it to the cattle. And so it started out as that, and then they were like, maybe we could do something more with this. So they scraped up all the little shredded bits of this potato, kind of stuck them together, froze them, Realized that they could be baked and became a thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, and so I'm continuing to read through this, and I'm like, "How do we celebrate National Tater Tot Day?" Uh Uh-huh. And the more I read, the more I'm over here going, "Oh, that looks so good right now. Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, I'm thinking this might be a Super Bowl thing.
1: I don't know. We'll see."
0: Create a tater tot buffet with a variety of dips and seasonings.
1: What a great idea! I love that. Better than
0: chips, right? I mean, I hear about potato bar. Yeah, right. This is almost like a variation or version of that. You were
1: saying that putting it on a skewer with veggies and meat and make a kebab. Part of a kebab. I like the sounds of that. Uh-huh. I'm still curious how it's going to all hold together. But, yeah, it's worth a shot, I think.
0: I think it must be tried. Mm-hmm, Throw mm-hmm. them on a burger. Add them to a burrito. Um, you could also just take the tater tots And instead of a plate of nachos, uh-huh. do a plate of tater tots with all the nacho toppings on top.
1: I've seen that on uh-huh. uh, a menu. I think I have tried it at one restaurant here locally. Yeah, And it was, yeah, it was really good. They pulled... Cold pork, and put it over that and so did like good. a not, not, what do they call the Ta- Tachos. Tachos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tachos. Okay, dude, that, that for Super Bowl, you're on.
0: Oh. Man. Yeah,
1: we'll I, expect full on.
0: It, here's the thing. Like uh-huh. I, I mentioned a little bit earlier this morning, I'm trying to eat better right now. I'm not sure that this works. Hold so on. I may have to. Okay, yes. you
1: have got until February 10th <laughs> to loosen it up just a little bit just a little bit
0: just for like half a day yeah All uh, right.
1: no february 10th is the saturday before right. the super bowl I, exactly so uh-huh. on the
0: 11th yes. i hear you say loosen it up for half a day for
1: a, yeah you In, can enjoy start it super bowl window yeah what 3 3 to 9 p.m. then you can go right back to your very clean eating with only one piece of chocolate <laughs> because that's what you can have today one little just piece just one
0: of little piece <laughs>
1: It's also National Bubblegum Day, which I did not grab. Because it has sugar in it And I did not do that to you I only brought you dark chocolate Thank you And I did not make the recipe Much to Briggs' dismay Of the, Nash- of the National Heavenly Hash Day Which is kind of like a fudgy kind of deal With uh, marshmallows Super Bowl Day However Oh, you think I can do it then?
0: Do it for Super Bowl Day Possibly I yep. did throw
1: the recipe away
0: uh, Because I thought Oh well I-, I won't it. make it for You that. can manage it
1: I could I could you manage can. that This has fruit in it That <laughs> makes it healthy oh. I'll make dark chocolate with fruit in it
0: That sounds good <laughs> (laughs) There you go. That's amazing.
1: All the way. It's Don and Steve in the morning.